today on Locked on Canucks. The winning streak continues as the Vancouver Canucks keep their playoff hopes alive with a 7-1 beatdown on the Arizona Coyotes and one step closer to an improbable playoff push. We're going to dive deep into last night's game and just what a time it is to be a Canucks fan. Make or miss the playoffs. It's Friday. It's Good Friday. Stick around for Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Canucks. I am, of course, your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me on Twitter at underscore process sports. You can also follow our show on Twitter at Locked On Canucks, as you see below. Guys, another day, another Vancouver Canucks win, pushing their win streak to five games, which coincides with the amount of days that I've been hosting this podcast. And I don't know if I'm the good luck charm. I'm just going to fill my ego and say that I am. <laughs> but um, it's definitely what a time to be alive to be a Vancouver Canucks fan. Definitely an extremely, extremely important push that are going on right now. And what more can we say? This team is doing everything they can to keep their playoff hopes alive. Look, last night, they should have beat the Arizona Coyotes. They did beat the Arizona Coyotes. It came at a cost as Bo Horvat did leave the game with a leg injury. Head coach Bruce Brujo said he's going to be okay because they had a comfortable lead and they wanted to be precautionary, which is absolutely critical because you're going to need your captain down the stretch here. But again, it was look, JT Miller was absolutely outstanding. Five assists on the night. He's now got 91 points. The most productive season since Henrik and Daniel Sedin is sitting seventh in the league in scoring. But guys, it was the depth, guys, once again. Alex Chason, not one, but two goals. He continues his hot streak of play. Vasily Pod Colson, the rookie, once again. Another two goal effort. Also, little unknown man, Sheldon Dries, scored his first goal of the season, who got elevated because of that Horvat injury. And Elias Patterson scored once again. Also, don't forget Connor Garland playing much better of late. Scored as well. It was a total team effort last night. And once again, just a further indication that this team is playing the best hockey of the year at the most opportune time. They're playing their best hockey when it matters the most. And that, as any Canucks fan can attest, is all you can really ask for. Look. Didn't get help last night because Vegas did win. They're still, you know, they're still alive. I I still believe they can catch LA. I still believe they can, you know, make a push, right? I there's still the hope, you know. Dr. Demko again, another, you know, even if the Canucks don't make the playoffs this year, which we all hope they do, but I'm thinking about it. You know, Dacher Demko got his 32nd victory of the season, which only four Canucks goalies have won more games in a single campaign. So they've been playing very good. Guys are um, 
setting together records, playing strong when it matters the most. And look, last night was it was good the Canucks won, but also Vegas embarrassed the Calgary Flames six one. Nashville lost, which was good. They lost four nothing to the Edmonton Oilers, who are playing very well right now. And the Dallas Stars lost, but they got a point against Minnesota. Um, and the winning percentages don't add up, but the Canucks still got to win their final seven games and basically win 12 straight, which might not happen, but um, I want to see it happen. And I don't really want to talk too much about last night's game because, as I said, it was expected, but I just want to talk about how no matter what happens um, at the end of this season, um, this ride that this team has gone on over this last, you know, this final push, um, it's making games exciting. It's drawing people to the games. I look at my social media feeds and I see people at the games um, cheering, excited, because these games matter. And when the game, like, just to experience meaningful hockey games back in the city um considering where this team was when the season first started um it's a small win it's not a making the playoffs but the fact that they're playing like this winning games and i think this break they have right now look they won last night on thursday they have friday saturday sunday off and then they played dallas in a massive massive game on monday Allows guys like Horvat to get healthy, guys to rest their body, recuperate, and focus for these final seven games down the stretch. I think it's going to be absolutely imperative that this team has their big guns going because when you go up against Dallas, when you go up against Vegas and LA, Edmonton, these games down the stretch, you're going to need all hands on deck. You're going to need Patterson to continue his superstar form play. Quinn Hughes is going to probably set the record for points for a Canucks defenseman this year. You're going to need him to continue that play. JT Miller has been a workhorse. You're going to need him to continue that. You're going to need Bo Horvat to continue scoring at a really, really impressive clip. Thatcher Demko is going to continue his strong play. 12 straight wins is not likely, but it's not impossible. And the way this team is playing right now, the way these guys are, you know, you look at the post-game quotes, right? JT Miller saying, it doesn't mean shit that I got 90 points if we don't make the playoffs. There's fight from this team that they know that this is the this is it. And, you know, JT Miller said this. He said, like I tell you guys when I'm playing, points come, and when that happens, we win more games. And he really, and he, he said this, this is what stuck with me. I really just want to play in the playoffs because when you score in the playoffs, that's when it means a lot. That is the type of energy I think the Canucks need, fans need. You can inject that into my veins all the time. I love players that think that way. When you are a big-time player, you want to play in the big-time games and make big-time plays because that's what matters the most. Nobody cares that you're scoring a hat-trick in a game in the middle of January. In the grand scheme of things, it's great. It might help you get a little bit of money in your next contract, but 
in the playoffs. How many times have we seen in the playoffs when guys play big, they get rewarded? And JT Miller knows if he is one of the driving forces to get this team in the playoffs, he's going to get paid even more money. Bo Horvat knows that if this team gets into the playoffs and they play well, look, we saw what Bo Horvat did in the playoffs in the bubble. He was a beast. You know when you play in the playoffs and you get this type of energy, it just feeds it. Also, my apologies, guys. I totally got on off my train of thought. I want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. You We can find us on any of your podcast platforms, wherever you get them. And you're, of course, free. I want to make sure I say that because, once again, I want to say thank you and appreciate all of you guys for all your support. But that I'm I'm fired up, and you guys know that I'm a big, big, massive Canucks fan. I talked about the other day how much this means to me, this franchise, this team means to me. But these games are appointment viewing. I was out to eat last night in Toronto, and it was running late a little bit last night, and I was at a table with five other people, and the Canucks score came up on the screen. I told everybody, "Be quiet." Look at this. And it's a loud restaurant. I had to have the undivided attention. And then I also pulled up the game on my phone when I found out they were up to nothing. And I could watch the rest of it. And then I caught the highlight. I grew, until they were up, I think, what, three or four zip. Then I cut Then I cut the game. And then there was a comfortable lead. And I went, went home, watched the highlights, and did my nose for preps and all that stuff. But it was a game they had to win. It was a game they should have won. They did it. And... I'm extremely excited. And coming up, we're going to dive deeper into just what this means for the team. I talked about it a couple of days ago, but I want to expand on it a little bit further. Uh, but first, I want to talk to you guys about Bill Bar. This time of year, I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, except not this year. Sticking in the gym, sticking to my resolution to eating right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. I love the puffs. They're a fan favorite. They have incredible flavors as well. And yummy cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie are all so good. Built Bar is low-calorie, high-protein. Low they can replace your candy bars with them. You go to BuiltBar.com also, and you can check out the macro chart, and you're blown away with just how much high in protein they are and how many low carbs they have. They also have a good amount of fiber in them as well. Most Built Bars contain about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy afterwards. I don't know how they do it, but they do it all the time. So for today and this month, as I've been saying, go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Guys, let's go back. So again, Canucks, big win. Last night, they should have won. They did win. Um, and Bo Horvat was left the game. Should be fine. The Canucks are practicing tonight, so I'm sure we will hear more. Um, if I hear anything via Twitter or anything like that uh, throughout this show, I will make sure I update you guys for everybody listening. I might not be able to hear it, but 
uh, sorry, live, but or get it off on right away. But um, it was an impressive win, and they're going to need Bull Horvat. And when th- looking at this run they've gone in the last five games or so, or just this push um, to make the playoffs. Um, even if they don't make the playoffs, even if like this this run to the playoffs doesn't um, pan out as we all hope they do with the playoff berth, um, there's still a lot you can take away from this positively. Um, of course, negatively we're gonna you know cap cap situation. Um, certain depth players, the defense, um, just not working out. But there's also a lot of positives. And I find on Canucks Twitter, as we all know, there's always the negative to be um, approached. There's always the negative approach, the pessimistic approach towards this franchise. And it builds on, sorry, it weighs on the organization, it weighs on the city, and it weighs on the perception of the organization and city. We've seen or most Canucks fans have seen, read, heard, like agents and players saying, I don't want to play in Vancouver or they don't like playing there because the media is too hard, the fans are too hard, um, they're too pessimistic, there's rumors always and stuff like that. It's just not a fun place to play. And I'm a firm believer in that because I look at it here, like, for example, in Toronto right now, you, you nobody will ever say anything bad about an Austin Matthews, a Mitch Marner, maybe Marner, but you know, Matthews, Morgan Riley, Jack, I guess Jack Campbell now, but the media is a lot less tough on the players here in Toronto. And this team hasn't even made, the Leafs have not made it past the first round since 2004, 2004, back when Marcus Naslin was donning the captaincy for the Vancouver Canucks, when he was, if not the best player in the game of hockey. That's when Dan Kluge was the goalie for the Vancouver Canucks. That's when Todd Bertuzzi was with the Canucks, right? It's 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 dumbfounding to me that fans just continue to be negative towards this franchise. Yeah, we, we want the Canucks to be successful. Yeah. But... I don't think fans realize just how much of a dark cloud we put over this organization. Like people will say to me, Oh, Canucks Twitter, what a dangerous place that is. It's just a scary place of just negativity and pessimism. Now I'm all here for Twitter, Twitter like that, Twitter trolls and stuff like that, because it makes things more interesting. And especially with the business that I'm in, we want talking points. We want things to talk about, but the way I see it is it would have killed Canucks fans to be, more positive about this franchise. I know they haven't made the playoffs in, you know, haven't gone on a playoff run in a couple, a couple of years. You know, the last 10 years have been really bad. But I wasn't around in the late 90s or the 80s when this team was absolute garbage or 70s, whatever, right? You know, I've been pretty lucky that majority of my life, this team has been an elite team in the NHL, a model franchise in the NHL. Um, but it's just, it weighs on your fandom, man. Like, this team has good things going for it. We have top flight players. We are an organization that, you know, has won 
in the last 20 years, more than a lot of other organizations, right? You stack us up against what? The Leafs. Look in Canada, for example. The Flames, the Oilers, the Habs, the Senators, the Leafs. You stack up the Canucks against every other team in Canada. Maybe Montreal is a little bit more successful. They've gone to what? They went to the finals. They've been to the conference finals a few more times. But other than that, Edmonton can't hold a candle to us. Calgary sure as hell can't hold the candle to us. The Leafs, absolutely not. Ottawa's, maybe. You know, they made the conference finals a couple times. Stanley Cup finals with Ray Emery. But, I mean, compared to other franchises, the Canucks, we've had it good the last 20 years. The last 10 years have been really, you know, not the best. But in the grand scheme of things, no. Other than if you're not in L.A., Chicago, Tampa, Pittsburgh. Who else has had that really good of a decade, right? Like those teams have dominated the last decade. So I think it's maybe it's time we temper, like, temper our negativity on this team. This team has pieces around it that whether you want to think, you want to blame Jim Benning for screwing it up with his salary cap and his non-ability to trade absolutely he deserves the blame for that but also you can't blame him for his you have to thank him for his drafting of elias Pettersson. yes they sucked and they had to be high but he still had to find the right player they could have been a bust he took elias Pettersson. he took quinn hughes they hit dr demko hit brock besser i'm not saying what you will about him he still scores goals in the nhl he's a hit canucks won that trade for Corey schneider I mean, he, you look at this team, the Hoaglanders, the Podkolzins, you know, there is hope. They're not, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's not the cool thing to do on Twitter and social media and stuff like that to stand up when your team's not making the playoffs and be like, hey, they didn't make the playoffs, but I like what I see here. People are not going to do that. People want to just be negative because it's the easy thing to do. But I can't do that because when I watch this team play, of course I want them to make the playoffs, but I also see things that are positives that I can look forward to. Hey, there's somewhere to go here down the end of the... It's not like it's not like the Canucks are tanking and there's no hope. They are got up to a, sh- a shitty start at the beginning of the year. The team tuned out Travis Green. They tuned out Jim Benning. And Bruce Boudreaux, Jim Rutherford, Patrick Alvin came in, and you see that push. Now, it could be an immediate push. I don't think so. I think this team legitimately has very good foundational pieces. And when you're building any house, organization, or anything, you have to have a strong foundation of pillars that you can lean on to support the weight of your franchise. JT Miller, Bo Horvath, Thatcher Demko, Elise Pedersen, Quinn Hughes. Five pillars right there. Five. That you can you could throw Brock Besser in there too if you think he's gonna stick around. I don't think Besser's gonna be around. Um, but that five, five to six pillars to hold your franchise up. That's not a bad thing. That is a very good thing to have. Some franchises don't have any pillars. That's why they have to rebuild every year. Now, I don't believe. That this team needs to strip it all down and rebuild. Now, if that's the goal that they want to go to, then fine. Then completely rip everything down to the studs 
trade everybody and rebuild. But that's not what I see happening here. Whether they make the playoffs or not, this team can compete with the best. They just have to figure out how to build a squad around those six, five to six pillars. And that's the toughest thing in sports. Well, second toughest thing. First toughest thing is finding superstars because they don't grow on trees. You look in the NFL right now, Kyler Murray, franchise quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, will not play for them until he gets a new contract. And whether the Cardinals believe in him or not, they're going to have to pay him because he has superstar talent. They doesn't grow on trees. There's no Elias Pettersson that's going to grow on a tree. There's no Quinn Hughes, no JT Miller, no Bo Horvat, no Thatcher Demko that you can just find anywhere. These are quality, quality hockey players that can help elevate your franchise. And I think once the cap situation kind of opens up a little bit, you're going to see this team kind of come together because they were hampered by bad contracts. They still have the Ekman Larson contract, which for all things said equal, Ekman Larson has not been a problem this year with me at all. He has played very well. Quite frankly, he's exceeded my expectations. I thought he was going to be washed up. But he's played very solidly in this in his role here with the Canucks. So whether they make the playoffs or not, this team and this franchise, there is light at the end of the tunnel that I can see and I can envision. And I think fans, people on Twitter, just need to take off the hater glasses, look forward, look and see, hey, I can see a future of this team being good. See what I'm saying? Anyway, because it's Friday, and it's a special day today, I'm going to give you guys some Friday picks. Because I've been hitting on all of them, quite frankly. <laughs> so I'm going to give you guys some picks for Friday. And we're going to have some fun on that before we close the show out. But before we do that, speaking of picks and bets, I want you guys to go to betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live bets to playoffs, hockey and basketball playoffs coming up, esports, and more. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, guys. Before we say goodbye for the weekend and we come back on Monday, I just wanted to go through some picks of mine for the weekend. So because it's Friday and because you guys know I'm a big basketball fan, I'm going to give you guys my Friday play-in picks for the eighth seed in the Eastern and Western Conference. So we have the Hawks traveling to Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers. And the Hawks are minus two favorites, which... Cavs are getting Jared Allen back, which is nice. It's going to be a raucous crowd in Cleveland. But I'm taking Ice Trey, the gang, and the Hawks to win that one. Give me the Hawks minus two. And give me the Pelicans plus one. No Paul George for the Clippers. He is in health and safety protocol. I like what Brandon Ingram is doing. I like what CJ McCollum is doing. Give me the Clippers. Then tonight on the ice, there's two games. Two games on the slate tonight. The Montreal Canadiens and the New York Islanders. 
Carey Price is back in net tonight for the Montreal Canadiens. A massive story after he has not played since last year's Stanley Cup Finals. Give me the Canadiens plus 130 money line. And give me the Florida Panthers to beat the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Helping out the Canucks in a big way. That is it. Those are my picks. Go Hawks minus two. Pelicans plus one. Canadians plus 130 money line. And Florida minus 260 money line for your picks to win you guys some money on this good Friday and a happy long weekend. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. Now for your second listen of the day, make Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Philip Livingstone and Steel Rodine break down for you so you can be a fantasy expert. Coming up on Monday, we will tune in, not tune in, we will break down the next biggest game of the season. The Canucks taking on the Dallas Stars, the team they are chasing in their chase for the playoffs. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy your long weekend. Spend time with your family. 